Welcome to Force Lore Comics, your weekly update to the Star Wars universe as depicted in the Marvel comic books. Join your hosts Jim and Tim as they recap the releases of the previous week. For more in-depth talks about Star Wars, Jim and Tim can also be found on Our Certain Point of View, a Star Wars and Mandalorian podcast. Force Lore Comics and Our Certain Point of View are fan-based podcasts and have no affiliations with Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to Force Lore Comics. From comics. Our certain point certain of view. Point of view. That's right. I'm Tim. I am Jim. Yeah, he is. And yeah. we are here to talk. Actually, uh, we we yeah. are going to start off with a little apology. Um, oh, we didn't. I am this. so sorry for everything. Yeah. Well, he's sorry for everything. I'm everything. I'm only sorry uh, because we didn't record last Wednesday. Um. Which was the uh, Bounty Hunters number 12 issue. And so t- this week we are going to record three different comic book issues because two comic books came out last Wednesday, the. Oh gosh, what was that? May 26th? Um, and they were Darth Vader number 12 and Dr. Afra number 10. So this week on Force Lore Comics, this is episode number 13. 13. Um, we are going to finish up the prelude books. To the War of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah, so the War of the Bounty Hunters is a tie-in series. All the Star Wars books, except for High Republic. But all the yeah. the uh, OT time frame, um, that's original trilogy. But all the OT time frame uh, comic books uh, are in this tie-in series, War of the Bounty Hunters, starting today. Today, War of the Bounty Hunters number one oh came out. So we'll be talking about that next week, which we're super excited about. <clears throat> and uh, but first, we got the last of these preludes. How does how does everybody get started in this 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 bounty hunter situation? So we got bounty hunters number twelve from the bounty hunter book, Darth Vader number twelve, and Doctor Afra number ten. Uh, before we jump into news, though, because this is always a, a shorter episode, we are going to take a quick listen from our first sponsor. Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. And that was Gordon from over at the Riff Radio Show, who's uh, doing some really, really amazing things. That show Love is that uh, flying. Um, it's oh, it's the really awesome. So, love. Yeah, they're uh, only the two of us. Sorry. Only the only the two of them. Um, it's really going great, and uh, you're still within the uh, first six months of that podcast existing, so it's something you can jump into, and it is, it's called the Riff Radio Show, because it's its not a, oh, well, we didn't, you know, listen to the story for the first episode, and we're going to miss the next one. Um, you can jump in any time, and any time you want to jump back, you can listen to it. If you are a fan of of that time frame of music, um, it's, it's a really... vintage X music, bringing yeah. you the best of the 80s and 90s, and sometimes the 70s. I love it. Yeah. 
Um, and sometimes and it, the 2000s. It, Actually, he, he's been doing this interview series lately with uh, with new artists who are basically kind of revisiting 80s and 90s style music. And it's really, 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 really cool. I like the, the interview series, too. Yeah, he's, uh, the Riff, only awesome. on Spotify. That's right. Unlike our podcasts, which are available on all major platforms. That's right. You. That's right, yeah. What's up, son? You can tell I've been watching a lot of New Girl, because uh, like, I've been talking like Schmitty lately. Yeah, why is he all the one we end up I've been, I've been watching a lot of New Girl also, and I've been angry. Well, like, Nick's uh, too plain. Winston's like just awesome and bizarre. Yeah, he is. But Schmitty's very imitatable. Yeah. So yeah. we already mentioned our What's first piece wait, of New... Wait, 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 wait. What's Winston's cat's name? Ferguson. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm, we're rewatching it, me and my wife and I, and uh, I, I love me some new girl. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what's our news? Game. What's going on, Tim? Well, we already talked about the War of the Bounty Hunters series that started today, so we'll be talking about the specific issue, War of the Bounty Hunters number one next week. Also what's a bounty hunter? The the episode. Um, and there is a new comic book miniseries coming out. We mentioned this on our main Our Certain Point of View podcast. Our Certain Point of View. Um, Available usually on Friday. Trail of Shadows from the... Uh, from the High Republic series, but I don't know when that mini series is actually going to happen. Um, so we'll just we'll get you more information when we find it. Every but, morning and afternoon, I leave a trail of shadows, but at noon, it's gone. Get it? That's, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. On the wings of love. So, Valance and Dengar. Uh, we're here to talk about Bounty Hunters number 12 Valance first. Valance and Dengar. Narsada. Um, the War of the Bounty Hunters prelude issue called Target Solo. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like uh, I said, this came out two weeks ago. So, this was released on May 19th. Uh, writers Ethan Sachs, who's been writing these. Uh, Paolo Villanelli is the artist with Arif Prianto as the colorist. And uh, a new cover artist uh Mattia D and I made sure to uh uh Ulis maybe it's Ulis I U L I S um is so, it by James Joyce I don't it's Ulysses Ulysses um so I don't know exactly how to <gasps> little classical humor pronounce that yes well done um yeah and that's where we're at. So these are the same Eos. same general group uh, for writer, artist, colorists that have been doing the the bounty hunter books, um, for uh, for quite some time here. And uh, yeah, this is what's going on. They're in a uh, weakway ship. I love the weak weakway ships. Yes, because they are the classic area. What, what, area fifty one is that the name of the place? Yeah. It's the yeah, classic the Roswell, Area 51 the crash. Yeah, spaceship. It's it's a flying saucer. Yep. It's crazy cool. Yeah, they they've stolen one of these things. And uh it's Dengar and Valence. And they they got a ship that looks oddly like the Razor Crest behind them. It does. And who's in that ship, Tim? Forlom. And I forget the other guy's name. Zuckus. Zuckus, that's right, yeah. Yeah, they're weird, man. And they're they're, they're shooting at him, and they're looking for someone named Cade Delia? I don't know who this is. Am I supposed to know who this is? 
I think Cadelia might be the might be the girl from early in the series. I'm trying to recall back to this too. I need to go back and do some. I'm so lost. I need to go back and do I some rereading. So I don't know who this actually is, but it was somebody that that he was traveling with or had found. I, th- I think it was from the first part of the series. Um, well, did you catch who Forlom and Zookas are working for? A group called the Unbroken Clan. Now, I don't know if we're supposed to know who these people are. I, I gotta admit, it's just, it's going to be overwhelming, the amount of information. Okay, now the Unbroken wanna... Clan is around. The Unbroken Clan has definitely been here from the very beginning. They're... Well, that's who Forlom and Zookas have been hired the by. The Unbroken Clan, they're dealing with them in the Afro books, and they've been coming up in, uh... And they've been coming up in the in this book a lot too, so they're one of yeah. our major one of our major antagonists through these through these couple of stories. Um, well, yeah, they're firing on our guys, uh, on our guy Valence. I guess Valence is supposed to be our protagonist. Um, they want to know where this this person is who I don't know who it is, Cadelia, and um, Dengar's upset that Valence won't talk to him, uh, that he's trying to evade him and stuff. And we have, a, he's like, what do you owe this solo anyway? And we have a flashback. Yeah. Skaboosh. Skaboosh to Abrogado Ray. Yeah, and the flashback's a little weird. Um, in this scene, he's he's meeting up with some guys. Um, I think they are, um, these might be Unbroken Clan guys too. They're uh, Cabinus Thorn crew. That's right. So they're, um, they want. Which, by the know, way, Cabinus is very cool looking. Yeah, he is. They're yeah. looking for uh, they're looking for someone to help them with a job. He's he's looking for a job. He wants to make some money. And they're like, well, go find this person. And they send him into this bar, and everyone ends up attacking him. A bunch um, of pikes. So he survives it, comes out. But they a kill setup. one of the pikes. Yeah. Which means the pike syndicate's going to be looking for Valence. So Cavanus has set up Valence. Yes. So now he yeah. is basically what's happening here is. He says, "I'm setting, you know, he set them up so that when they do the job they're about to do, yeah. they can still blame Valence. The yeah, Pikes yeah. know that Valence is an issue now, and they're after yeah. Valence. And these guys can stay on the planet; they don't have to go run and hide. Yeah, they can be like, yeah, that cyborg Valence did it. Yeah, he did it. That guy's a scumbag. Um, yeah, he is. And so they get it all set up, and then we get back to our real time where we're having our no our one goes shootout. into an asteroid field, Tim. Yeah." What are the chances of surviving an asteroid field? One in... 7,832 to 1, or something like that. It was something close to that. It was a 7. Never tell me the odds, Tim. But it's my jam. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they get in there. Dengar's tired of it, and Dengar attacks. He hits him in the yeah. back of the head. Basically knocks him and out. Did you see all the worms, all the asteroid worms? Yeah, there were a lot here. I forgot what they're called. The ones that we saw in Empire Strikes Back that tries to eat the Monium Falcon. They're called sock puppets. <laughs> well, I got a sock monkey here. I'm not even kidding. Um, but um, I, I really do have a sock puppet. I believe you. Sock monkey. I here. didn't doubt you for one moment. Um, and I have two Chewbacca uh, Build-A-Bear pet things here. Yeah. Yeah, we got some of those. I'm here. sitting in my den of iniquity. Anywho's, Anywho's. yeah, I think that was some fan service with the the worms coming out of the asteroids trying to bite them. Yeah. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about, just in case case anybody's jumping in here um, to something new, Valence was in the Imperial service with Han Solo. Um, Yeah, and and one scene, Valence. Both pilots together. Yeah. Um, and, And they have some respect for each other, and. 
Yeah, Solo saves his life. Yeah, so Solo comes back and saves him um, when he's left on the planet, and it ends up, um, we think, leading to Solo's dismissal from the from the flight program. Um, so there's all these different pieces that are coming together, but there is a history with them. So Dengar is currently after Solo, just like everybody else. The whole War of the Bounty Hunters thing is starting over the fact that Boba Fett had Solo. Um, in the Star Wars book, I'm sorry, in War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha, Solo is stolen from Boba Fett, so we don't know who exactly has Han Solo right now, but everybody's trying to get him, and everybody's trying to deliver him to Jabba. Um, yeah. Valence is trying to get him to save him. Um, he basically he, he basically lives his life feeling like he owes Solo. It's like he's got a, a, a life debt with him. Sort of. He doesn't have to just stay with him all the time, but he just always owes well, Han Solo something. This and also reveals <clears throat> to us why Solo doesn't trust Valence. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that's that's kind of the flashback. backstory of what's going on. So yeah, we're back into the flashback, and basically it's a hit. This particular yeah. job is a hit. And uh, so they're all looking through the scopes at meeting up yeah. with this yard master or ship master or whatever. And yeah. uh, who do they see through the scopes? Who's the target? They, the first, well, before they see the target, they're like, it's somebody with a Wookiee. Yeah. And that's when Valen says, that's Solo. Dun, dun, dun. So they've got four snipers or three snipers set up to shoot Solo and when Cavanus realizes that, that that's the deal. And he, of course, immediately breaks up and starts shooting the snipers. Solo doesn't realize that that's what Valence is doing, though. Well, first thing Valence does is takes a single shot. Yeah. He takes the single shot before past, the signal. Right. He shoots right in between Basically Solo and Chewbacca. Shot. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and that lets him know that what's going on. Um, and there is a funny conversation where Chewbacca is saying stuff in, in Kashyyyk language, whatever that is. And, uh, and Han Solo is like, well, how do you know they're shooting at me? I mean, it could be you. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, and he you, also makes you don't the know comment, that. The could have been cargo... shooting at both of us. <laughs> yeah. And he says, you jettison cargo one time, and the huts never let you forget it. So that's a, I've got another callback to the to, uh, the original movies. Yep. Yeah. So, love that. Somewhere Sometimes in the middle of this, we do go back to real time, and we have Dengar trying to make a deal with the uh, with Zuckus and Forlom. Um, <clears throat> telling them that they have information about... Boba Fett. And this gets kind of interesting here, too, because we actually see earlier in the comic, we didn't mention it, but we did see a Boba Fett. Um, the guys were looking at a, uh, a hologram of Boba Fett. Um, yeah, they were. And there's a there's a bounty out for Fett. Yeah, there is. But I don't know who set that bounty. I don't know. Maybe the guild just... I don't know. That's a good question. So I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't know if it's... If it's Jabba, because Fett, he, he, you know, if Fett radioed in and was like, hey, I've got yeah, Solo and I'm bringing okay. him in, and then he didn't, and yeah. Jabba's, Jabba's not the most patient. So Dengar supposedly, in order to kind of buy them, you know, basically keep uh, Forlom and Zuckus from blowing them up, he, he supposedly gives them, Dengar gives them Fett's coordinates. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah, he says, weird. I don't have this girl you're looking for, who's, again, I don't know who Cadelia is, 
But he's like, but I got something you know, more valuable to the Unbroken Clan. I got you know, Fett's coordinates. But since none of us know where Fett is, I kind of don't think Dengar gave him any useful information. It was weird, because then he went back to Valence and was like, hey, we have to go after Fett. And then... Yeah. And, get and we have to get there solo. before they do. And I'm like, well, then you wouldn't have sent them off first. It, so that was a weird kind of a thing. Hopefully that gets explained next month. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and before that, there's one more piece of the flashback, which is when uh, Valence finally kills, I forget the guy's name, the the main guy. Cabinus Thorn? Yeah. Um, uh, did he kill him? When he finally beat they him. They fight. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah when, when it becomes clear that uh, Valence is protecting Solo, Cabinus Thorn... Basically, and I really did like the way he was drawn. Like that's one of those drawings that I'm like, I, I kind of want to draw this guy now. Yeah. Oh, I love um, this. I love really all the artwork. Cool I love all the artwork throughout all the bounty hunters books. These have been these yeah. have been some of the best. He he is definitely <clears throat> a cool looking uh, character. But uh, yeah, he he fights Valence and he's trying to shoot Solo at the same time. And Valence and Cavanus fall off <clears throat> this balcony, and that's when Solo sees Valence and is like, Wait a minute, you're the one trying to kill me? And jumps on his ship and takes off. And that's no, why he says, he says I thought we were friends. I saved your life. And he went after him. Chewbacca well, grabbed him and yeah. carried uh, him onto the ship. Uh, and and closed the door and flew off. Solo was not leaving. Yeah, so this Solo is why Solo upset. doesn't yeah. trust Valence anymore. Because he thinks that he was with Cabinus Thorn, like, knowingly. Right. Bum, 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 talking about Star Wars. And uh, that's that's where we're at. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the uh, the book. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we're all we're we're having a convergence coming up, as they would say in the book Dune. There's a convergence happening in the threads. The spice yeah. must flow, Tim. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen. Hey everybody, I get this question a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now. Uh, what is Sci-Fi Super Ship? Well, science, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff. Basically, contents from movies, TV, books, comic books. If you have a topic or an idea you think we should cover in the podcast, or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends, then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook. Check us out. That was the Sci-Fi Super Show. Um, check it yeah, out. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, he's, okay, he's so. talking about Modoc um, on his latest episode, which is uh, oh, I forgot the comedian Oswald Patton. Is that the comedian's name? Yeah, that guy. <clears throat> have you ever seen his uh, filibuster where he talks about Star Wars for the TV show Parks and Rec? Maybe you, you, all Star Wars fans need to go look that up. It's on YouTube. If you haven't watched the show Parks and Rec, it's of course about small town <clears> government <throat> and how like the silliness of it. Like, it, not that it's silly, but that anyway, it's a funny show. It's comedy. Um, but he does a filibuster at a uh, town hall meeting, and for his filibuster, he just talks about Star Wars for five minutes. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Um, so go check out. Um, I think that's his name, Oswald Patton. But anyway, he also on Star on the Sci Fi Super Show. There's a new cartoon starring him. Uh, my guess is it's adult themed. I've never watched it. Modoc. Um, anyway, yeah, Papa Bear, Star Wars Super Show, do it. Yeah, Sci Fi Super Show. Yeah, like that's how I got my uh, my wife to read her first Star Wars book. I know I've mentioned it here for any for any long time listeners. First of all, we appreciate you, and second of all, 
we're so sorry much. we repeat ourselves sometimes, like this time. Um, I, I was getting ready to read myself. a book. Actually, I was getting ready to read the book. Uh, I was getting ready to read the yeah, book. Was I was in the military. Um, now I was getting ready to read the book uh, New Dawn, and uh, I told <gasps> my wife, Dawn is I was my like, favorite. Yeah, I was like, hey, I'm going to read this book. And uh, I said, you can read it along with me if you want. And she goes, what is it? What is it? I didn't tell her it was a Star Wars book. I said, basically, there's a, you know, there's this tyrannical government and sort of the startings um, of, a, of a rising against the government um, and one of the main protagonists and, you know, how he meets his love interest, who ends up being his partner as they, as they rally against um, the government. Um, yeah, and, and, and that was <laughs> that's how I described the book. She's like, "Oh, okay," and so she picked it up and started reading it. And she picked it up on a on a Kindle, like she bought it through Kindle or through you know something like that. So it was on. I think I might have even started her on like page one or page two, so that she didn't see the very beginning of it. So there was no like color picture of the book; it was just there. And she started reading the first two pages. She goes, "This is a Star Wars book," and then oh, she read it. She read the whole thing. We talked about it. It was nice. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, speaking of books, let's get back to our picture oh. books. Um, let's, picture let's do books. a quick, uh, where were we with Darth Vader? So this is Darth Vader number 12. Picture At the page. end of Darth Vader number 11, Darth Vader has once again bent the knee to the Emperor and said, yes, I understand because you're my master. Because he saw the power of Exegol. Yeah, he saw just how nasty and crazy he was. In fact, right now, Vader is, is pretty well torn up. Um, the Emperor oh, he is. Yeah, uh, really messed him up. Shreds. Um, he... All from the look of it, one of his arms he can't up. really use. He can walk, but yeah. he's a mess. And they kind of said, you know, what are we going to do with him? He's like, we'll fix him. Put him yeah. back together. Um, and Mazamita, you know. By the way, this episode is called Into the Trap. Oh, thank you. Prelude, colon, Into the Trap. Yeah, this War of the Bounty Hunters prelude. Um, you. Yeah, so we're going back into the trap. And the you know his 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 side guys are like, well, why? Why are you fixing him? He's trying to kill you. He's a bad guy. Um, we don't want him around. And he's like, he will do what I say. He understands my power now, and do this it. is the way it has to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just goes to show you, you know, the emperor. The emperor knows a lot. Um, he's he's pretty canny, that guy. He is. He is. Uh, yeah. And then we get into the sedatives. Right. Oh, he says prepare for shutdown. Right. Basically, they're gonna they're gonna sedate him so they can do this surgery. The droid says that. Yeah, they offer him anesthesia, basically. Yep. And uh, he says no. Um, he wants to work through the pain, pain and fear and all that stuff to to grow his anger and hate and become more powerful. So that's our opening, and then we get into the surgery. Oh. And he starts to get. Some flashbacks and some visions, and he starts to think about his son. Um, says that he's strong, recognizes his strength, but then also calls him weak. Says that he'll never know enough power. Not only says he's weak, he says he has to die. And then says, he says you've never he done to... anything without your friends. Yep. Yep. Well, you're weak. You've never done anything without your friends. And, and we now... flashback. To the planet Corellia. Well, that flash back. It says sometime later. Oh, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Um, which I thought was weird. Oh, sometime later after the, 
So the ne- the the most recent flashback was the flashback to the destruction of the first Death Star. Yeah. So the Corellia thing I thought was weird. I, I don't know how Han Solo was back in Corellia. Um, so we we end up seeing, and I'm just going to jump into this one thing I want to talk about real quick, and then we'll come back and talk about why we got there. We get to a YT freighter like shipyard, like repair yeah. shipyard. Um, but I thought mm-hmm. the YT freighters were obsolete. Um, it, yeah, I was wondering about this too because people have mentioned how these are supposed to be common ships, yet the Millennium Falcon's the only one we ever see. It makes a cameo in a few, uh, like it's in Revenge of the Sith. I think it's, or it's Attack of the Clones. One of the prequels, you right. actually see it. Um, but maybe that's not it. Uh, I don't know. Um, my guess is at this point it's not it because it looks different than it did in Solo. Or maybe it is it. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, so that's where it gets, it gets a little strange there. Um, and there's a bunch of these things on Corellia. Yeah, so they're at a whole shipyard of them. So, and, and that could have been Legends information that's being changed. Um, yeah. But I thought that it was officially the Millennium well, Falcon. Well, clearly in looking too, so. for the ship that attacked, that, that basically stopped him from shooting Luke during the attack on the first Death Star. Yeah. He's looking for that ship, so he goes to Corellia, and he finds what appears, and of course they do a, a bait and switch where it looks like it's Han walking down the ramp of the ship. He's like, ah, I finally got the ship fixed, and Vader kills it, and it turns out it's a Rodian, but across the way, Vader and Chewbacca are on their ship, like, and they see Vader kill this guy, and they Vader looks at Han, Han looks at Vader, and Vader flashes back to seeing the Millennium Falcon originally on the old Death Star uh, when it escaped. He also flashes back to seeing it escape from Hoth. And he realizes that's the dude I'm looking for. And so, yeah, I thought that this was a cool scene. Han and Chewie jump on the <clears throat> Falcon and they take off. And they're shooting the cannons at Darth Vader while he's on the ground. And Chewie's like, oh, 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 and Han says, yeah, I saw him deflect our, our bolts. <laughs> and then Vader jumps in his special TIE fighter and is chasing him. And yeah, Han's like, yeah, but we can, we're nobody, so we can hide. And this is where we do see him park in like a whole like parking lot full of these, uh, these YT freighters. Yeah. So- um, and I did like the fact that they're all in different states of disrepair. Some of them look new like they did in Solo, like Millennium Falcon did in the movie Solo, and some of them look all beat up like Millennium Falcon does after Solo. Right, so and I was wondering if that was the, uh, this is the YT series. It says Warranty and Repair Shipyard, so I don't know if that's, Supporting the fact that they're older, obsolete ships, or not maybe not fully obsolete, but they're older ships, and maybe they just exist in in this kind of repair area, and you're not going to get a new one anymore. Um, but he does. He comes in, parks it down with all the rest of them, and Vader can't quite find him at this point, so he... Well, they're still under the control of the Empire, so he goes and asks where he is. Where is this guy? And they're like, well, you're looking for Han Solo. And the droid's like, yeah. And then he kills the droid. Um, or destroys yeah, the does. droid. Um, yeah, you know, Vader. Vader's really big on, uh, I've got my mission and no one's allowed to know what it is. Even if it doesn't matter that they know what it is. Um, and I guess the droid could have easily, you know, said to someone, oh, he was just looking for Han Solo. If you're not Han Solo, you're fine. Like, droids would, droids would say that. They would just talk about it. Um, and then we get another flashback. 
So I, this is the part that I wasn't sure of. So this is where they actually jump to Bespin. Um, he says, find the Millennium Falcon. I think that this was in between episodes four and five. The part that we're talking about, um, the shipyard. And then I think he jumps to... Yeah, because that uh, was yeah. later. And then he jumps to... It's weird because they used why to... I thought it was a flashback because I thought... Yeah, I thought so too. I thought this was all after New Hope. He's trying to figure out who was that ship that attacked him. Part of his whole, like, who is this pilot that's strong in the force that blew up the Death Star? And and find find me the Millennium Falcon. You know, like, yeah. that's that's part of his big his So big that's thing. why I thought this was all a flashback. Because then, yeah, he starts to relive in his memories the events oh, yeah, yeah, of Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah, this was all like part of his... the flashback, but it was, it was later than... Uh, it was later than the Death Star blowing up. That's why it says sometime later. So sometime after the Death Star blew up, but not any time in our recent times. Uh, a little hard to follow. But then they get into all the torture stuff. Um, yeah, they do. They show Han being dipped in the carbonite chamber. Yeah. And all this is while Vader's being repaired. He's thinking about all this. Yes. But then he's repaired. He is. And his buddy Ochi of Bastoon is there. Yeah. And he gets his eyes fixed. Because remember, he was blinded by by the stuff on Exegol. He was. And Ochi gets his eyes fixed. Isn't that nice for him? Good old Ochi. Yeah. Um. So, there it is. And at this point, Vader's like, I've, I've got a mission now. I have a mission. Right, the Emperor's like, what yeah, are you going to well, do? And he's like, I've got, I'm going to go do things. And he has to kill Luke. Yeah. And this, well, this is where he decided. actually says it. So we didn't talk about this. We talked about it at the beginning, but it didn't actually say kill it. Luke. He says, you're weak, and this you're time weak. you will die. Die. And that's how he left talking about it. And it's so. cool because when he's thinking about it, He's looking at the. Uh, he's thinking back to when he had him in his sights, had the X-wing in his sights at the Death Star, and as hope, soon as yeah. he locks him in his sights, that's when he said, "You will die." Um, and I, that was kind of the. I'm gonna get your friends. They're not gonna be able so, to help you. Masamitas and Ochi are kind of asking the Emperor, "What do you? What, what do you? What do you got for Darth to do now?" He's like, "I'm gonna let him choose," because yeah. they, you know, Palpatine knows. He knows what's up. Yep. Invaders like. And he sends Ochi with, um, with Vader, and they go somewhere kind of interesting. They go out to the outer rim and they meet with a hut. We go meet with this like super ripped dude. We do. He's yeah. I mean he's ripped. Buku. Buku. The hut. Hello. Is that his name, Boku? Boku is the name of the hut they meet with. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, so, yeah, uh, Bo- they but... go out to Boku. Ochi's the one talking to this hut named Boku. And he's like, uh, get us solo. And Boku's like, uh, Jabba's already on that. And he's like, no, you're going to get us solo. And Boku says, are you sure that's what the Empire wants? What the Emperor wants? And Ochi's like, I work for power. And the power is Vader. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. But you didn't see so, the differences between between Boku and Jabba? I, no, at first I thought they were the same guy. I did at and first, he too. Actually except, says his except, name. Except Boku is... Do you, you don't have it open right now, do you? No. You should open it up. I mean, it's, he's crazy looking. 
Like he looks like he just does. <laughs> He's a ripped hut, huh? He really is. This is how I describe my own physique, by the way. A ripped hut. <laughs> I'm like an in shape hut. <laughs> All right, I'm That's looking. Crazy. Anyway, I can just send you the picture. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, he, he is. He's got abs. He's got chest muscles. Yeah. Arms are huge. Like, this yeah. is one of those guys, like, you know, you don't see the huts move around much, but if he started to no. move, he's, yeah, he's going to take looks like out. he can bench press quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. And uh, I didn't notice that the first time. And then Vader all of a sudden magically appears. Um, so is Ochi the bastoon the same race as Maz Kanata? Because without his helmet on, his face is... He looks like Maz Kanata. He does have some similarity. I don't think so. And he's short. But he could be. I think he's the same race as Maz Kanata. You would. I do. I would and I do. All right. That's so, the end of the... Uh, yeah, that was a super fun it? book. I really liked it. I like the... I like the Vader story because I like... I mean, I, I like everything that's been happening with... Uh, with the Emperor and with Vader and Vader's Vader's hunt and Vader's constant torment and, you know, Vader's, pardon the language on the clean show, but Vader's badassery. Um, yeah. I mean, it just He's, uh, the, 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 the cover art for the next one has IG-88 on it, by the way. For the next Vader, yeah. 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 Uh, issue 13, yeah. Yep. So um, that's sorry. Vader. We got one more comic to talk about tonight. We got one more comic to talk about, and I'm gonna try not to talk too long about this one. So I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan. And beyond that, I'm pretty sure they changed the uh, the um, artists. No. There was a penciler and inker. Um, oh my gosh, did we not do that for Vader? You I didn't talk about so it. No. Um, let's go through this real quick. Into the trap was the title. Uh, released last week, May 26th. It's the same uh, writer, Greg Pak. Yeah. And Villanova is the artist. And I feel like we've said Villanova. I'm pretty sure that's the same artist. We have, yeah. Um, Guiu. Guiu Villanova. The colorists are different. Uh, the colorists were Dean White and Giada uh, Marchisio. Mm-hmm. And the cover art was by Aaron Cooter and Richard Eisenhove. And I think all of them together did a fantastic a spectacular job, job. yeah. Um, the writer of this book was so we're back on to uh, Doctor Afra number ten, um, called the Invitation. Of course, War of the Bounty Hunters Prelude, the Invitation also came out last week, May twenty sixth. Um, written by Alyssa Wong, and I, I think she's done the last couple of these. Um, no, I need to get my old notes open when I talk about this because I want to know who's there. Like I know the colorist is the same, Rochelle Rosenberg, um, but the artist. I found this book to be boring and and weird. Well, and I, yeah, and that's that's actually the part I'm getting to. So Ray Anthony Height and Victor Olazaba were the artists on this book, and I gotta tell you, what got me the most beyond the story was the art. I thought Afra looked yeah. good the whole time. Like yeah. something's wrong with the way Afra's drawn. She seems really inconsistent throughout the book. She does. I wouldn't recognize her. Um, and... I only read this because you told me I had to. Yeah. Well, it's it's part of what's going on in the like she it's she's going to be part of this tie-in series with War of the Bounty Hunters. We definitely had to read this, but it was it was difficult. 
Um, and I've got to say the the artistry in it was was not my favorite. No, it's not very uh, good by by a long shot. I mean, even yeah. the stormtroopers. When you look at the stormtroopers, they look very odd. Yeah, it's not very well done. Um, so no, it's it's very poorly done. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It was it was a little disappointing. And I didn't and understand I, the story. Uh, I mean, and so Afro's got some major quickly. fans, and a lot of the Afro, a lot of the Afro books. Well, I just want to, I just want to say this: a lot of the Afro books are are good, um, but what they've kind of got going on these last few episodes are not so good. No. And this is still dealing with this um, old Nihil engine. If you're not familiar with the Nihil, they're from the High Republic time, um, and they have these special space engines that help them travel hyperspace better. Um, yeah. And the rumor was that some company had it, and yeah. a different company who had the major contract with the Empire the wanted Domina. this. Yeah, they wanted this She thing. wants this thing. Um, so she hires Afra to go get it, yep. and where it's going to be displayed at a show, but they've set it up wrong, and if it go, if they set it up, it's going to it's gonna blow up and kill everyone. So Afra's there to actually stop it and steal it at the same time. And then some bad guys show up, and... That's where we start off. The bad guys are like, get this thing going or we're going to kill everyone. Okay, so first of all, I don't like the bad guys um, and their threats. Fix this no. or I kill the other engineers. And I'm like, you need the engineer. We talked about this last time. You need the engineers. And she just keeps shooting engineers, the bad guy. Right. I don't even know who the bad guy is. But you this, need uh, them. Another thing I don't like about the storyline, I don't know who any of these people are. Well, this is she's the same woman who's been... They, they've been in the last three or four issues fighting with I her. I know, but... I've lost track of it because then we go to Canto Bite and we talk about the six can and I mean it's just there's just people everywhere. There is. There and is. none well, of them are interesting. But that's that's why we're here, Jim, is to let everybody know what's going on. And I will say this: in the other books, I agree. Um, we're here to let people know what's going on. I agree with myself. Um, in this book, it is the problem is it's not just that it, it's not hard to follow. It's 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 far less interesting, I think, um, and that makes it hard to follow. You know, if you don't, if you're not in in, in involved in the story, um, that's that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, when podcasters lose the word they're looking for, they just say things and talk until it shows up. If you're not invested in the story, I found it. Um, then it does become hard to follow. You know, um, and I think that's. About? Well, let's talk this thing out. Yeah. So she's going through and she's she's killing these engineers and finally Afra shows up and is like, "Hey, we can fix this thing." Uh, he does I can this fix the machine. She's just stalling for time while her buddy Santa actually gets the hostages out of the building. Gets everything going. So the she gets yeah. the engineer and the engineer's like, "No, you can't." She's like, "Yeah, we can." And they really can't. Um, no, they can't. She's course, stalling for time. Yeah, and, and Santa yeah. meets up with the stormtroopers. Um, to tell them, you know, this is the way in. We got to get the hostages out. Who was it they met up with? Are actually, point? good guys in this because they represent like they're kind of like the police. They're trying to stop this terrorist group that's killing people. Um, so yeah, Sano is working with the stormtroopers to get people out. Afro's is buying time, but then they go. Meanwhile, on Cantabite, oh yeah, and Lucky that's... and his crew. Cantobite with the and they're dealing with and I gotta Kaz, tell you and I don't know who Kaz is. If, if this they're be- going to destroy the sixth kin, which I don't yeah, know what that is. Let's we- do this. If Cantobite and this group becomes important in the War of the Bounty Hunters, 
Then we'll come yeah. back and recap this. But I don't even want to. They're going to send a message to Windelfus. I don't know what well, this, any this, of this, what this right. is talking about. Don't talk about. It. Let it go. Let's, okay. Let's stick with so that. Then we go back to Afra. <laughs> yeah. And a firefight with the Imperials breaks out because uh, Afra's run out of time, and Santa's got the people out, and so the stormtroopers basically storm the building. Yep. Did it um, do good? Yeah, and then she ends up finding um, a green ball of light. Yeah, and it, it seems to be some kind of power source that also saves information somehow. It's the only thing in this uh, weird mocked-up motor that seems to actually be valuable. Yep. And so she takes it, and I guess because she took that, it doesn't explode like they thought it would when it blows up. Yeah, it seems to be the power. Um, and as they're leaving, uh, the bad guy, by the way, the terrorist who's shooting people is called Vakora, and Santa shoots her in the eye on the way out. Yes. And yep, then that, we switch to that sets the, her up to be a the, pretty cool, neat bad guy when we get her to go against the bounty hunters. Like she's kind of yeah. got a good, which when when <laughs> I'm just gonna say it, when different artists get their hands on her, um, she'll be yeah, she'll be, cool. be a pretty cool looking bad guy. But Santa and uh, and Afra end up going back to their boss, the Domina and Taga Taga space on a ship called the Inquisitor, and they're there and they're like, yeah, hey, we destroyed the uh, Path Engine, which is the name of this Nihil Engine. She says that's not what I told and, you to do. I told you to yeah, bring me the she Path says, Engine. You failed me. This is you completely unacceptable. Me. You failed, and she captures she and starts, starts to, to choke suffocate. Santa. Yeah, um, Santa inside of this yeah. like weird. I guess it's a force bubble where she can somehow pull the air out of it. Um, that's yeah, the way. That's the way I interpret it. But she's like, "Wait, I've got this glowy green I got ball. The crystal core. Instead. And she's like, "Oh, okay." Um, she said, "Okay, so you only partially failed me. I got another job for you. I want you to find my cousin, Eben Drake. He's on Katarin. Yeah. Yeah." And uh, meanwhile, we also find out that all the major corporations have corporate leaks, and the Domino's upset about this. And her spy has been killing these guys, but suspects there's more people leaking information. And that's can you hear me? Yeah, and it looks like that's where um, our two our two fellows from Cantobite are going to meet up with um, Afra and and Staros. I think they're going to meet up when they're... Like, that's kind of what they show at the end here. It looks like they're all headed toward the same place. I think it's what the imagery is supposed to suggest. Yeah. Now, did you notice that... Um, I forget the guy's name. Um, <clears throat> he's on the cover. And he's at the very bottom of the last page. Um, he looks like the guy from... Uh, the Gennady Clone Wars. Yeah? He looks like the guy that they... Uh, that, he, that Obi-Wan joust with. He does? Doesn't he? I'm, I'm looking right now. Where is he? He's at the he's on the very last page at the bottom, and then a couple pages later in the in the cover art for the next issue. Oh. I can't get I don't I also don't like the Marvel app, by the way. Yeah, you get used to it. Oh he does look like the he does look like the guy from Clone Wars. Yeah, see? So it's Worm Man. So interesting to see, like, it that right there does draw me into the next issue. Like, I'm excited yeah. to see who this guy is, um, and what his deal is. But I assume he's going to be some kind of crazy bounty hunter, 
because we will officially be in the War of the Bounty Hunters at this point. That's true. Um, so I feel like every character we meet from now on is going to be a bounty hunter, but we'll see. So that um, kind of ends Dr. Afra. She's on a search to find even Drake. And I will say this. And I'm just going to go ahead and open this up real quick. Just for the... It. Open and, it. And this is for people that agree with me. If you like the art in this book, I'm sorry that I keep saying that it wasn't good. Um, it looks like our artist next week is uh, Minkyu Jung. Um, okay. And that's exciting. I don't know anything about that particular artist. I can't. I don't remember any books by that yeah, artist. However, we are changing from the from the current. So, well, who did the cover for? So the cover art on this week's was uh, Joshua Sway mm-hmm. Swabi. Yeah, it's a different cover artist, and the cover art for the next issue is Sarah Pacelli. Yeah, and it the does cover look artist changes cooler. every issue. Um, that does look much cooler. Yeah. So exciting stuff. Um, I'm excited about where the war of bounty hunters is going, and I, you know, I, I actually considered. Well, no. If you go back to the cover of this one, the cover of this book looks pretty good. Um, uh, it's well, it's, it's better than the rest of the book. <laughs> I'll say that um, as far as the art goes. That's so, true. but anyway, what I wanted to say was, you know, I know I, I wish I thought about putting this book in the middle of our conversation this week. Um, starting with Bounty Hunters, and then Afra and then Vader, so that we could start and end strong. And It's okay. I mean, there are some things that we just don't enjoy. And I, I really want to enjoy the Afra books. I know Afra's got a good following. And the first set of Afra books were really good. I liked them a lot. Um, so hopefully it picks back up, because it's a... She's a good character. Um, you know, they're just... I, I, maybe I don't know if they're putting their resources somewhere they shouldn't, or... I, I'm not sure what's going on, but... Hopefully, hopefully that picks back up because we've got awesome stuff happening. Uh, today, both War of the Bounty Hunters number one and The High Republic number six were released. So we'll be talking about both of those books next week. Um, the High Republic book uh, will be part of the episode that we have. I imagine that will be a shorter conversation than the War of the Bounty Hunters book because that's going to be our intro into everything that's happening um, in the War of the Bounty Hunters uh series or tie-in series then we jump right back into another bounty hunters book on june 9th uh star wars book on june 16th vader june 23rd afra june 30th and we're back starting to get into our kind of our regular spin but then it gets a little weird because then the, the star wars book comes out again and then on july 14th War of the Bounty Hunters 2, Bounty Hunters and, number 14, and, and Vader number 14 yeah. um, are all being released. So we'll have another longer episode when we record oh. on the 21st. But uh, there's a lot of stuff, again, and I don't think I mentioned it this episode, so just in case you are new to this oh. podcast, um, oh, I'll say a couple of things about that. If you're new to this podcast, the War of the Bounty Hunters series, as I said, started today. Um, all of the major Marvel Star Wars books except for High Republic, so Bounty Hunter, Star Wars, Vader, and Aphra. Um, along with the the actual five issue War of the Bounty six issue War of the Bounty Hunters books, um, are all part of the series running through October. Um, I think through the end of October. So, really cool stuff there. Um, and I didn't say it at the beginning, so I'm going to say it now. It's time for our ad. If you liked what you heard, uh, please leave us a five star review wherever you're listening. Five. Um, reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find Click us subscribe. on. Yeah, click subscribe and click the little bell if, if you're there or whatever you're listening to this. 
Um, Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you can find us at Our Certain View. Um, uh, MySpace. Are... I have my MySpace. Still. No. I I never had one. My know. MySpace is still active. I got the email uh, four years ago that said if you don't sign in in the next month and a half, then your MySpace Uh-oh. is going to be deactivated. So I signed in and it's I gotta still active. I got to feed my uh, my Petkins thing, Webkins. Yeah, you do. Um, so anyway. Um, Back to where you can actually reach us. You can reach us at our certain view on Twitter. Uh, if you want to reach out, have a conversation, talk to me. I'll uh, I'm on there. I try to be on talk there daily just to, to see what's going on. Um, or you can leave us a voice message on Anchor. There's a link in the uh, description of this show, and uh, you can actually leave us a voice message. And sometimes we filter through those. Voice message. Find some to to add in so people don't just have to listen to the, the two of us yammering. Sometimes the three of us yammering. Yeah. And because we're yammering, we're going to stop. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Reach out. Thank you. Oh, and listen to us on... uh, I think we're going to record Sunday, but we're going to figure out our uh, our recording schedule for this weekend. Anyway, um, coming this weekend will be our recap and review of Bad Batch, episode number six. Certain point of view. Yeah. Um, so okay. that'll be our certain point of view, and then uh, come back and see us again next week for Forest Lore Comics, also on our certain point of view. Until then, I'm Tim. Do it. And wh- who are you? Uh, uh, my name is Jim. Yeah, <laughs> it's Jim, and I'm Tim, and this has been Forest Lore Comics from yeah. our certain point of view. Thank you so much. Our certain Point of view. That's right. This is the way. This is the way. All right. Yay. Bye, everybody. Yeah.